Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bit to get 30, bit to get 20, 20, 20, bit to get 20, 20, bit to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Coming at you in your ears. This is the Scott Gibson Show. I am Scott Gibson. Who else would I fucking be? Hope you're safe and well. We sit with bated breath, waiting like patient children on Father Christmas. We wait for the thunder. When will it come? We've been promised. By the BBC. The BBC has a promised the thunder. But as of yet, I've seen nothing. I thought last night, uh, I thought the heavens were going to open. As my late mother would say, she's no, uh, she's no dead. She's very much still alive. Uh, she's angry. I was supposed to be taking her for an afternoon tea uh, tomorrow. Uh, it's been postponed. And uh, oft, oh, she is not happy. I think we're going to have to upgrade uh, the afternoon tea to the uh, the champagne option, the champagne. It's the only uh, it's the only way. Again, wonderful upselling, you know, uh, introduced to the world uh, by Apple and other uh, forms of capitalism. Hey, why you know in the old days you just uh, you would have an afternoon tea, you know. Some say I'm a fancy boy. I don't know. I like the finer things in life. Do I enjoy an afternoon tea? Yes, I do. Could you maybe throw a, a sausage roll in there? It wouldn't kill them. So I'm saying, you know, 
take your egg uh, sandwiches on, stick them up your ass. That's a cop out. Uh, but anyway, I, I digress. As, as I normally do in this podcast, I am, of course, referring to the, uh, what is this now, the fourth, fifth, sixth heat wave. Can we just say we're a hot country now? Can we just say we're a hot country? The next Live Aid will be raising money for rural Scotland. Reports today, uh, sheep internally combusting in the Highlands. I am an old Reiki. Uh, recording live from our nation's capital, currently a sticky, humid and disgusting 24 degrees. What the actual fuck is going on? 24 degrees right now in Edinburgh. And it's too much, I have said. Oh, Gibble, that's a fine. I should also add that I'm, uh, I'm currently waiting for a phone call. So I may have to nip off and take it. Uh, nothing exciting from the letting agency because our fridge is packed in. Uh, even the fridge went, it's too hot, Captain. And it just uh, fucking took its own life. Harry carried itself. Did you know fridges could do that? Sitting here, trying to edit. Um, <laughs> actually trying to edit. Uh, some tour show blurb. Because, as always with everything that Gibble does, spelling mistakes are plenty. And, uh, and then all the power went dead. And I thought, Thatcher's back! For the love of God, Thatcher's back! Every fucking plug in the house went off. And uh, then that's when you have to become an adult. You know, No one ever shows you a fuse box. You're never, you're never taken aside and shown a fuse box. No, at no point in anyone's life has another... Uh, also, I'm, I'm going off on a tangent here already. I've had to turn the fan off to record this. I am four minutes in and boss soup by the litre is happening in my crotch. Um, no no one's ever been shown a fuse box. Huh? Y- you're never shown a fuse box. No one ever shows you how to, me- how to take oil, how to measure it. The dipstick, the dipstick. You're never shown a dipstick. You don't even know what a dipstick is. And then one day you're like, I really need to check my oil. And you look in the engine and there's that wee, the wee th- uh, symbol that looks like oil. You know? And you're like, it must be oil. And then the wee fucking uh, yellow pull cord that looks like uh, anal beads. <laughs> and you, you pull the engine's uh, dipstick out. You know? Covered in oil. Fucking oil aplenty. And you think to yourself, fuck me, man, it's full of oil. You put it back in, no realising. You've, you've got to wipe, you've got to clean the tip, and pop it back in, and then pull it out and get a measurement. You know? Yeah, n- never showed this. But, like the dipstick of life, the uh, the fuse box is just one of those things that suddenly you, you understand how to know. So, power went off, computer went down, lights go off, carnage, I'm thinking, Thatcher has risen for the grave, the coal mines have been shut again, it's fucking blackouts! Went to the fuse box and, uh, you know, main switches tripped. Some of you amongst you listening may have uh, had experience with a fuse box in the past. You need to do the old fucking, the old one-two switcheroo. Switch it all off, switch it on, one at a time. Try and find out in the area, you know, within the house, where the uh, where the problem lies. On the uh, circuit breaker, I think is the technical term for it. <laughs> Thankfully, all of my little uh, little switches are, are marked, you know, like uh, kitchen and uh, bathroom, uh, living room, that kind of thing. So narrowed down to the kitchen, turns out, fucking fridge has killed itself. 
been having problems with the fridge in the past. Uh, if this was, uh, if I owned this property, um, first of all, I would never have bought it uh, if I was buying. Uh, but the first thing I'd have done is probably rip the kitchen and put a new kitchen in. It's the first thing I would have done. It's the first thing I would do. You know? This is, this is what I love about Edinburgh. I am convinced once we get independence, because it will happen, I do think within independence, I think Edinburgh should be annexed as its own country. And then we we would all leave, you know? Like, I'm not saying that, like, I'm not... I'm not talking about Edinburgh the way like Barcelona is, you know. We are Catalan. I'm not talking about that, right? I'm not talking about doing the uh, the Barcelona way, where the city with all the wealth, all the art, all the uh, the infrastructure, fucking annexes itself for the rest of the poor cunts. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about telling Edinburgh to fuck off, because I'm convinced the average house price in Scotland is a work four five thousand pound but it's brought up by the price of house in edinburgh block of flats right that i'm in a house the exact same size as mine the flat up for sale obviously because of covid right everybody's fucking trying to sell their airbnbs and escape so they can all move to peru or fucking venezuela uh or ecuador with the new uh is it them with the bitcoin with the fucking digital talk about that later Flat here, quarter of a million, £250,000 for a two-bedroom flat. I say two beds. Uh, I mean, it's effectively a studio apartment with false walls. You know? Quarter of a million pounds. My mum bought her house for 62000 Always likes to remind us of that. Quarter of a million for a flat in Leith in Edinburgh. Dug shit in glass is a mere stone throw away. You ever wake up in the morning and you think to yourself, oh, I'd love to see some fucking broken glass on a pile of dog shite. I can take you to the source. You walk around any corner in Leith, dug shit in glass, that's all you're going to find. I don't know if Leith is an old Gaelic term for dog shit in glass, but that's what you find in the streets. The streets are not paved with gold in Leith. It's Doug Shouting Glass. And if you want to uh, live here, you want to, you want to, hey, you want to come be my neighbour? Quarter of a million, man. 250 grand. What do you get for that? Fuck all. Sweet Fanny Adams. And then when they're, they're building, about, as, as I imagine, whatever you are in the world, building hooses left, right and centre. You know? Can't make bricks fucking fast enough. They can't get the visas for the Polish builders to come back to build the hooses quick enough for the rate of knots they're firing up hooses. Starting price, 380 grand. Who, who, in the fuck is kicking about with 380 grand to buy a shitey new build from Gala or Barrett Homes in the fuck hole of nowhere? Show me these people. The best bit, right? There is a there is a development in Edinburgh. It used to be it used to be a school, it used to be a fancy school. My fucking headphones are fucking shit today. I'm angry, man. I'm wound up. I'm wound up. 
development in Edinburgh used to be a, used to be an old school, right? A lot of buggery went on there, I imagine. And um, turned them into fancy flats, apartments. Beautiful, you know, beautiful. Million pound properties, right? And I, 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 I feel as if I'm, I'm slightly turning into my mother in a certain way. And I like to have a wee, I like to have a wee nosy in people's houses. Nothing weird. You know, I don't break in hiding in the loft like Luther. None of that. I just, uh, you know, I like to, sometimes I'm walking a dog, you'll walk them through the fancy bits and look in the big hussies. Maybe you daydream of one day, you know, being uh, a butler in there, you know, working in the house. The uh, the husband dies and uh, the wife falls in love with you and then you, you, you get to live out your life in a, a beautiful country estate. I don't know. You know? But I thought, fuck it, I'm going up here. It's not a private road. I'm driving up here. I'm having a fucking look at these hussies, man. And I was appalled, disgusted, but then not surprised. So if you imagine big, massive school right in the centre of this ground, right? I mean, it's basically Hogwarts. It's fucking huge. It's a castle, right? Can't explain how big this is. It's a fucking castle. And around the back in a horseshoe type shape, they've built these brand new glass fronted, beautiful apartments, right? So you can either buy one of them for a million quid or you can buy one of the apartments in fucking Hogwarts for a million quid, right? And all the glass-fronted apartments, as you drive around, they all look like shit. And you know why they look like shit? Because it's full of fucking rich Tory pensioners. That's why. I, I imagine when the architect is designing these buildings... They've got a flight of fancy of the type of people who'll be in there, you know? Bohemian artists, fucking New York loft insulation, Banksy cunts, fucking influencers, you know, cunts without socks. They don't imagine for a second that the people in there are, are not are, are not going to be wearing socks only because they can't bend to put their socks on. They think they're building flats for the beautiful people, the elite, the ones you see online. They don't think they're building fucking apartments for human adults that wear nappies. They don't think that, but that's what they've got. Because that's where the money is. They, they put these beautiful glass-fronted apartments in the hope that there'll be a semi-naked man with a six-pack walking past with a fucking cafetiere of strong black coffee that he just pours over his body. They're, they're so beautiful, they, they, they don't drink. They, they absorb. You know? Forcing his lover against the glass. <laughs> so the world can see them make love. Beautiful pieces of NFT hanging from the, 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 the digital art frames that they have. Again, shown to the world in their glass-fronted fucking beautiful churches. Look at my non-fungible fucking tokens. You know? Fine works of art hanging from the walls. As carefully placed spotlights and mood lighting. Lights. This beautiful modern cathedral of art. Shown to the world. Then the reality is, 
the complete opposite. The reality is slugs, human slugs in an electric chair that fucking stands them up. That's the reality. The fuckers have got too much money. They've got too much money. I feel as if the world's gone mad. I feel I feel sometimes as if I am on the outside looking through one of these glass windows at the real at, at life screaming and a noise proof fucking pane of glass going fucking kill them <laughs> possibly not Scotland um, but certainly in England you know yeah uh, listen if you're struggling to do your fucking national insurance has gone up. Blue Jangles has done it. You know? 1.25% tax rise to help fix social care crisis. Well, they're raising money, they're raising the taxes of the poor, the working class person who can't get on the property ladder, who can't pay off their debt who are, are in an existence of survival. They are surviving. They don't, they're not thriving. There's no working class people who are putting away into a nest egg. There's no working class people moving into beautiful, glass-fronted, million-pound apartments. Of course not. The old cunts are. The rich old Tories who fucking lived through the 80s. Lives of fucking money. The old Tories who are sitting with a portfolio of property that has grown over the years. But you fuckers have got to pay a tax rise so they cunts can get fucking looked after. Now listen, I'm not sitting for a second, right? And I'm not going to say to people, look, you've got to sell your house in order to pay for your social care. Listen, would it be would it be such a bad thing? Because when people say things like that, you get in your head that that's going to happen to you, you know? I'm going to have to sell the fucking house, but what? What are we getting? Eighty nine grand for the house? I mean, for fuck's sake, I'm not days long. These fuckers are sitting on million pound portfolios. Million pound portfolios. I've said it before in this podcast, and I'll say it again. If that COP26 in Glasgow does not open with a statement saying we need to start eating the old and the rich, no one cares about climate change. Boris Johnson, uh, article taken here for the Metro, good friends at the free newspaper, free for a reason, because it's shite. Boris Johnson abandoned an election promise today as he announced a $12 billion a year tax raid to address the funding crisis in health and social care. Now, let me say a couple of things. No defending Boris Johnson, never will, right? Uh, I, I have no political allegiance. I couldn't care less uh, other than the fact that Scotland should be independent. We'll move past that now. I don't think that you can hammer home to Boris about his manifesto for 2019 because we have been through COVID, all right? The world has changed dramatically. So something's got to be done. All right? Now, if people are living longer, 
and social care is required uh, at a greater level, you know, because there are more old people now and they're, and they're living for even longer, so they need care for even, even more than they used to before. Yes, something has to be done. But do they get to keep their vast fucking wealth? No, they should not. And if you want to do it so that... And again, I'm talking about top end. I'm not talking about... I'm not talking about us. Right? I'm not talking about your mum and dad, you know, uh, leaving you their home. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about vast wealth. That's the, that's the difference. I'm talking about people who have multiple properties, you know, portfolios, hundreds of thousands of pounds of disposable income, millions of pounds in, in, in property. Because you might think to yourself, as many people do, that's a lot of shite, but these people don't exist. They fucking do exist. And there are thousands of the cunts. How about, and here's a radical idea, how about before they start raising income tax on the poor fuckers, how about we start going after businesses that haven't paid their tax? How about we get the SAS into gear? Eh, how about that? We're out of Afghanistan now, we've washed our hands of that, alright? The fucking IRA's been sleepy for quite some time. How about we get the SAS dusted off, we give them a few AK-47s, a couple of flash grenades, and we go after the big boys, eh? How nice would it be to wake up tomorrow morning to find out that Ephron Musket and Jeffrey Bessos has been fucking kidnapped overnight, eh? How about that? Branson, Bessos, Ephron Musket, all of them. Kidnapped overnight. The media goes mad. Where are they? What's happened to the richest man in the world? And me fucking hold them at a fucking gunpoint. The SES do a kind of, you know, who, who are the guys that wear the fucking masks? Uh, the anonymous, autonomous, autonomous, anonymous, anonymous, autonomous, autonomous. What are they fuckers called? Anonymous. Are they called anonymous? The ones that always post up with videos, oh, you better watch it, man, we're going to fucking come after you, and they do absolutely nothing. Get the SES to release a couple of videos like that, and just say, listen, see if Bezos and fucking Ephron Musket, and Tesco Bank, and fucking uh, Virgin, and all the other bastards that have been bailed out, you know, get a few Tory MPs in there, get, get them out at fucking gunpoint, and just say, listen, if you don't start fucking coughing up, we're going to start popping you, and then we just, we just fucking let them go. Starbucks, Amazon, uh, Google. Let's go after these bastards. Yeah? But, but that, that would be too difficult. That would that would rock the boat. You know, in these choppy political waters. So where is the uh, the income tax on, on, on you poor fuckers? No, listen, 1.25%. It's no much, right? But it doesn't matter. 1.25% that's in your pocket that now isn't in your pocket. Uh, the PM Bojangles confirmed a new 1.25% health and social care levy based on national insurance contributions will come into force next April. He's pressed ahead with the plans despite widespread backlash from senior party members. Mr. Johnson, Mr. Johnson entering down the street 2019 claim blah blah blah. We've heard this right. Uh, here we go. Uh, the levy means someone earning an annual salary of 24100 Who amongst you are earning that? 
who, who amongst you is earning 24,100? I heard on the radio the other day, the average salary in the UK is £29,000. How many of you are earning £29,000? Not, not many, I would imagine. Some of you will be. Some of you will be earning more. But the average salary in the UK at this moment in time is £29,000. Now, if you've ever done anything with mathematics, mathematics, easy for you to say, mathematics, numbers, right? Adding up, not that long division, take away four, minus two, is two, you know what I mean? If you've ever done anything with averages, you will know that in order to move something, for example, an average salary, in order to move that by a couple of thousand pounds, you need extremes on both ends. Now, to move an average salary from what would have been 18,000 probably, as a base salary, four or five years ago, to now being at 29,000, you need to have higher values at the extreme end in order to have such a shift. What I'm trying to say is, the rich are getting richer and the poor are getting poorer. Because I tell you something, see if you're not getting 29 grand a year, good luck to you. Because we should all be going into our fucking boss and Monday and going, listen, ball bag, the average fucking salary in this country is £29,000, so where's my fucking 29 grand? And I guarantee you, you'll not get a fucking penny. So. Average salary of 24100 it would be £3.46 a week. What's that? It's not even a fucking cup of coffee, right? £180 a year. It doesn't matter. It's £180 a year that should be in your fucking pocket. And you might be thinking to yourself, £180 a year. Bro, we all need to pay that, right? To raise this money, this £12 billion. Where's that £12 billion going to go? Because I guarantee you that £12 billion isn't going to go towards social care. That's going to go to paying fucking hedge funds or lobbyists or fucking disappeared somewhere. You know, or somebody who has a a, a, a business that runs nursing homes will be turning over annual profits of hundreds of millions. If people are looking to invest in social care or build social care, let's look at the people right now who are making money. Because I tell you right now, there isn't a fucking care home in this country that's not for profit. Not fucking one. And every single one of them is turning a fucking hefty profit. Why don't we address that? Would that be such a radical thinking? I've got a nursing home that's turning over a million pound plus in profit. I don't fucking think so, Franco. Well, guess what? See that million pound profit? It's going fucking back into the social care fund. Would, would that be unreasonable? They are not benefiting from the people who are residents in the care home. They are benefiting from the system. Their pensions, their benefits that they may or may not be entitled to will go to the home. If anybody has ever been in the unfortunate situation of having to place a family member in a care home, you will realise very quickly how much fucking money it costs. It is eye-watering. The money that it costs to have someone put into a care home is fucking eye-watering. And you will look at the surroundings, and you might be lucky, you might be in a very good care home, right? And this is not at all a rant about staff. I have said this many a time. 
There is absolutely not a fucking hope in hell I could ever work in social care. Not a fucking chance. Those people, yes, the vast majority are angels. Alright, you get some bastards that fucking get in and do bad things, but a lot of them are angels. I could not do an hour of the work they do. But what I'm saying is if you've ever been into a care home, you will look around and you will think to yourself, where the fuck is the money going? Now, it'll be clean. Of course it'll be clean. They'll be looked after. You know, they'll be fed and watered. But at some point, you will still sit there and ask yourself, where the fuck does the money go? And that's the questions I would be asking. Before anybody starts paying more money in tax, this figure of 12 billion, where the fuck is the money going? How many people are in are in need of social care in this country? How many people? And you're telling me that a rise of 12 billion or what currently is there cannot cover that? There was a thing I was listening to the other day on the radio and it's talking about the, the budget for the NHS is not actually the budget that the NHS receives. Billions and billions of pounds. Now, the figure that we said was 25 billion. I can't for a second believe that that is true. But if it is, even if it's half of that, even if it's 1 billion, even if it is this 12 billion they're talking about, it's mind-blowing. A large portion of the NHS budget is kept aside for claims against the NHS. So if there is mispractice, if there is an issue, for example, just for talking sake, surgery, someone files a claim or sues the NHS, there is a large sum of money set against the NHS budget kept by the Treasury to cover any such instances, whether they are used or not. A fucking gold mine is sitting there in case somebody goes in, some surgeons are a couple of gin and tonics, cuts the wrong thing and you're pushing out a bag for the fucking rest of your life. You dirty bastards! And you get a million quid. How about we take that 25 billion, we gave the 12 billion that's clearly needed for social care, right? Leaving us with 13 billion. Okay, then we take 10 billion and we put 10 billion into helping people's mental health, really addressing it, really addressing mental health issues in this country and we take that last 3 billion that's left over and we give that to the SES and we say that anybody puts a claim in against the NHS, you pay them a visit and you fucking Harry carry the bastard. <laughs> Extreme violence is the answer, people. I don't know how many times I need to say it. If there is a 25 billion pound war chest sitting for potential claims or lawsuits against the NHS, give the 12 billion in social care, put the 10 billion in fucking mental health and a 3 billion war chest for the fucking SAS combat team to put in some cunt's door and take their fucking hands and feet off. That is how you change social care in this country. Vote for Gibbo. <laughs> Listen, people still want to claim, let them claim. I'm telling you right now, I've got fucking coked up SES guys. You know? PTSD'd out their fucking nut. Ready to come through your door. <laughs> I saw a woman the other day and I was fucking howling, man. I was fucking howling. She came running down a flight of stairs past me. 
And then when she got outside with her pal, her pal handed her her crutches and then she hobbled off down the street and I thought, fucking brilliant, man. Fucking brilliant. I don't know. I don't know, man. Hey, I'm, a, I'm a comedian, man. I talk, talk nonsense. You know? Talk nonsense. I just think it's one of the things, again, where... Well, at some point we're going to have to have a serious conversation about people are living maybe longer than we, we first anticipated. We're going to have to have a conversation about it. You, you can't pay for it forever. You know? I don't know. I don't know, man. But listen, if, you're, if your fucking national insurance goes up, what are you going to do? No, no pay it? I don't know, man. And again, it's not as if we're going to get rid of the Tories. They're going to be here forever because if if anybody has their mind open to the way that the media works, you will know that the day before this uh, news story broke on the national press about the uh, national insurance tax rise going up. Now, bear in mind, this is in England. It's very different in Scotland. We don't have that. Social care is, is taken care of in a different way, right? This is this is no Scotland. So in a, in a way, ha-ha, fuck you, England. But just, you know, we're not independent yet, so it's always good to keep an eye on the enemy. Understand how the media works. The day before this news story broke, the news story was that a thousand migrants had crossed the um, English Channel in one day, beating the record. That is the news story that the vast majority of British media chose to run before this. Because, is, is that news? No, these people need help, for fuck's sake. Where's the humanity in that? But it's a balance, because what it does is people get angry about the Tories, try to raise your tax, and then they're like, aye, but they're the only ones that are going to keep the fucking migrants out. So everything goes back to zero again. Extreme violence, man. Get the SAS in. Kill the old. Kill the claims. Real Britannia. <laughs> The whole world's just gone mad. It is. I mean, I, I feel as if I'm just saying this every single week. I need. Do you know what? I, I want. I need to just start being like my mate, the the the, the great Malacca Lee, and just probably just switch off from all news. I have this, not a desire, but I have this kind of like quest for knowledge. I, I like listening to stuff. I, I like understanding what's going on in the world. But then the more I learn and the more I understand, the more I'm like, for fuck's sake, burn it out of the ground, man. I mean, there's, there's, uh, there's articles coming out last week. I say articles. Mostly been discussed on on, uh, on some radio stations. Not much in the printed press. You really need to search hard for it. That the uh, 9-11 um Anniversary's coming up, 20 years. Turns out the fucking Saudis knew what was going on. Turns out the Saudis knew everything. They knew everything before it happened. They knew it was going to happen. Uh, I mean, I'm as I'm saying this, I'm thinking, yeah, I'm, I'm going to get shut down. Turns out the Saudis knew everything. Uh, Saudi royal family, good friends with the Bushes. Uh, turns out it was all known. Nothing was really done. The same, uh, almost literally within the same day, I think within 48 hours of that news uh, coming out that was leaked um, 
turns out that the Americans themselves also knew and funded COVID. Articles were brought out that the, uh, the what's his name, fucking Fauci, the doctor, his team are responsible for uh, creating COVID. A joint task force, the American government and this Wuhan, uh, Wuhan virology lab, funded by the Americans, apparently working on all sorts of viruses. Now, at the time, the report and what I was listening didn't go into how it was leaked, i.e. COVID, i.e. how it was, you know, forced out or spread. But certainly that the Americans knew about it. I mean, what? I mean, is it surprising anybody? No, not at all. I do find it quite interesting, though, that, that COVID, is, we're still dealing with it. You know, there's talks today about us going back into a lockdown in October, or at least potentially by the end of the year. Uh, this focus now on having children uh, vaccinated, I don't know how you feel about that. I don't know if you've got kids. One side of the argument is that when children are born, they are vaccinated from, from you know, a couple of months old. Yes, but they're vaccinated against historical diseases that if we're brought back would wipe out humanity and we understand what they are. Do you want to have your children vaccinated against COVID when the health implications for them being vaccinated is, is very minuscule? I don't know. If I had children, would I want them to be vaccinated? I'd probably be concerned, if I'm honest. I suppose the only question you've got to ask yourself, really, if you have children and they're getting vaccinated is, do you want to have grandchildren? And if you do, don't get them vaccinated. <laughs> How else are we going to stop the planet from burning? We need to fucking reduce the numbers. The Americans done us a favour by releasing a virus via China to kill pensioners, but somehow they didn't bank on fucking mental old Scottish pensioners that can't be wiped out. So now we've got to fucking vax your wains and sterilise them so that a generation cannot reproduce. So get your wains vaccinated. <laughs> but I don't know, I'm, I'm joking, I'm joking. I'm joking. But I don't know, I don't, I don't I, if I had children and they, you know, I'm being forced to have them, well not being forced, but I'm being told to have them vaccinated so that they don't miss any more of their school days. For me, if I was a parent right now, that wouldn't be enough for me to have them vaccinated. And I think if I was a kid as well, and I'm like, so let me get this right, if I get vaccinated, right, and I've got both vaccines, pure drinking puddle water, eating fags off a grunt, that means that I can't get sent home from school because of covid and I don't have to isolate, which means I'd have to go to school every single day and there's no way of getting half sick. That's correct, son, yes. Stick your vaccinations up your fucking arse, mate. And guess what? I've just been pinged. I'm taking fucking ten days off school. See you later. <laughs> Don't know. It must be worrying times, but it must be it must be worrying if you are a parent now whose children are going to school and you yourself are having to deal with everything that's going on with COVID. And, uh, you know, now you're being forced to, to potentially vaccinate your children as well. It must be worrying. must be. Hey, yo. hey, it's life. It's life, man. What you gotta do? Um, right, let's look at let's look at a funnier uh, story, shall we? Um, chiropractor keeps job after breaking patient's neck. Great stuff. <laughs> I was at I went to a, a masseuse the other day. I go for a massage, right? Um, every now and again, I enjoy being touched. 
No, I, I, I love a massage. I don't know if I used to be like a Roman emperor um, or, or, or some kind of god in a past life. I imagine we all were at one stage. You know, you can't be a fucking cockroach or, or a, a, a bull uh, weasel. You know, a guinea pig. Do I think I was a guinea pig in a past life? Yes, I do. Where does my love from the G-Pigs come from? It's because at one point, through my many uh, avatars, I was a guinea pig. But I think at some point I may have been a, a Roman god or, or, a, or a, a, a Grecian king. who, uh, Or I could have been a fucking, uh, what do you call him? Uh, a Wall Street uh, fucking hedge fund cunt. Some do money who, who got massages uh, on a daily. And that's, I just love massages, right? I don't like um, sexual massages, right? Not that you... I mean, I don't know if you can go and... Can you go and get them? Is that a thing? Surely not. I enjoy a... Oh, you bastard! I enjoy that kind of massage, right? Although that could be sexual as well. I enjoy... Uh, I was going to say getting battered. I don't like pain. But I like... I think it's because I'm a big man. My joints and my, my muscles... Uh, under a lot of stress so I like a massage that you know works out the knots and you know you, you get through it together and the masseuse is like come on big man fucking bite the pill and you're like I can take another couple of inches and you you, you get the knots out right so the missus took me for a couple's massage uh, which uh, which was not what I thought it was I thought she was going to get greased up and uh, wrestle me but it's just me and her getting a massage side by side which I thought at the time was a little bit odd because it was my birthday and she's technically getting a treat as well so you know um, but we went to a Thai massage place in Edinburgh which I felt was about touristy you know it's got the indoor water feature it's all wooden panelling they came out with matching uniforms so I'm like ah and then they take you in right Whereas the one I go to, which is five minutes drive for the house, is uh, it's seedy as fuck. If you, if if you went the first time I went there, I thought it was a setup. But once you've been once and you realise, oh, they they don't they don't care about aesthetics, you know. They they they're not going to change the front of the shop. They're not going to change the way that they welcome you in. Because they know they're fucking the bee's knees once you're lying on the table, right? So if you went there for the first time, uh, you would be thinking, in the name of fuck, SWAT teams come through the door. But it's legit, it's buff board, right? And fuck me. I mean, these wee bastards can fucking work, man. The power in their hands, terrifying. I had a massage once. Going to uh, on holiday, Glasgow Airport, right? It's the one you kind of sit with your face through a hole, uh, you know, like you're fucking working on a computer desk. One of them, one, the wee backwards sit chair. You see them sometimes in shopping centres, right? And it's like £25 neck and shoulder, 10 minute fucking relaxation before you go on a flight, that kind of thing, right? And I remember the, the woman saying to me, on a scale of 1 to 10, which is too big a scale when you're dealing with pain, right? On a scale of 1 to 10, how hard, and again, don't say hard, how hard do you like it? Now, at that point, you you, you size them up. You know, even though the well-known saying, never judge a book by its cover, you're looking at this cover and you're judging the book. And you're like, show me your hands, as if you're inspecting somebody off a boat for Portugal that you're going to buy to work in a field. 
right? I wouldn't say slave, but you get the picture, okay? On a scale of 1 to 10, how hard do you like it? And you're sizing her up like she's going to be your new favourite mandingo and she's fighting in the back garden. And I remember looking at the woman thinking, a 9, <laughs> right? And she gave me a 9. And I was like, 7! I've never known power. I've never known power like it. I got on that plane as if I'd just been released by the Taliban. So now I always play it easy because here's the, here's the thing, getting a massage is like cooking, right? Tell us how, Gibble. It's like seasoning, you know? You can always add, but you can't take away. If they ask you how hard you like it and you're like, fucking hell, we five foot fuck all here, batter in here, rough me right up, and then she snaps your neck like this woman has done, or she squeezes you so hard that you fart and then you get banned, you can't take that away. You can't put a fart back in. So you always say medium now. Whenever they ask, I always go medium. You know, and then when they're working the knots, they can say, you know, I need to go a wee bit harder on this one because I've got to try and get these knots out. And that's fine. There's, you know, there's a common ground. There's a benchmark. Don't think you're being tough by going like, fucking do your worst because she will and she'll kill you. But this place I go in Edinburgh, good Lord, man. They're fucking tremendous. Climbing on top of you. Sliding down your legs. I mean, all sorts of nonsense. But it's brilliant. It's the, it's the only massage that I've had where I come out and I genuinely feel better after it. A lot of times you come out and you're just sore. You know, your bum's aching. You've no clue yourself. I'm joking. I'm joking. But you can you can feel the difference. And it does last for a couple of days. Your, your, your movement and your joints is better. It, you just feel better. And it's it's amazing, right? So I went there, and it was great. And uh, why I started talking about that for a chiropractor, I don't know. I went, well, I did go to a chiropractor once to get kind of hot cupping things on my back for my shoulders as well. And uh, it didn't work. So my advice is, if you're ever in any joint pain, muscular pain, forget the chiropractor, get yourself over a wee Thai massage, get them £60 cash, and just say, hey, for an hour... Make me feel better. <laughs> Maybe don't say that. What can I massage you after? I just want you to make me feel better for one hour. Maybe just say a full body massage, please. Right, back to the story. Um, chiropractor misinformed paramedics after an elderly patient's broken neck due to a stress. A medical part, right. Well, read that again, Scott. Put your teeth in, read the fucking words and try and make it sound like it's English. A chiropractor... Misinformed paramedics about an elderly patient's broken neck due to stress, a medical panel ruled. Now, maybe, maybe this chiropractor is doing us all a favour. Maybe she understands the fucking burden on social care and she's taking pensioners out one broken neck at a time. I don't know. Arlene Shulton, no woman called Arlene's ever done good things, uh, who used the title doctor despite not being medically qualified. You're lying cow, Arlene! Was allowed to keep her job when she faced a general chiropractic council conduct committee. The widow of John Lawler, 80, said she was devastated by the decision, as you would be him. Father of three, Mr Lawler, died in hospital the day after being left in a quadra left a quadriplegic when he suffered an irreversible spinal damage during an appointment with Miss Shelton in August 2017. What the fuck? 
let me get this right. This woman has snapped the neck of an 80-year-old pensioner, making him a quadriplegic, sending him to hospital, and he died the next day, and she is still allowed to be a chiropractor, even though she's not a qualified doctor. What the fuck? It's Thatcher's Britain. It's Thatcher's Britain. Pensioner visited the private chiropractic first clinic in York after suffering a leg injury. What is she doing? Fucking what on his neck then? Falling through a garden chair. He fell through a garden chair and hurt his leg and went to a chiropractor. I mean, this sounds like fucking Final Destination, doesn't it? He was obviously meant to fall through that chair and die peacefully in his garden as his family screamed in horror around him. Right? That was what death had planned. And somehow he got up for the chair and death's like, in the name of fuck man, I've got 14 pensioners to kill this week. So he's went to a, a chiropractor and uh, she, snapped his, <laughs> she snapped his fucking neck. Oh, that's everybody's fear, right? Whenever somebody cracks your neck and you think, I'm, I'm, I'm disabled. Uh, you know, it's an irrational fear we all have. And this poor fucker's it's harmed him. Minutes into the appointment, uh, with his wife Joan by his side, he screamed out in pain, telling her, you're hurting me, I can't feel my arms. Oh, this is fucking terrible. This is terrible, man. This is the funny. This is the funny Scott. We're getting the accounts of a man being killed. She's murdered this guy. This is murder. This, this isn't the, If she wasn't the, If they weren't the all white, you know, if that, if that was a, a young black woman who was a chiropractor, she'd be in jail. But it's fucking blue on blue. It's white on white. And the woman's allowed to keep her job. She's just fucking snapped a cunt's neck, SES style. Yes, I'm just minutes ago suggesting that we should send the SES in to kill pensioners, but they would do it in a far more efficient manner in their bed when they're asleep. You wouldn't have to drive to this woman's clinic to have your neck badly snapped. His inquest heard the treatment table was dropped and raised without warning. It had been intended to manipulate his spine, but left the former Bankley's bank manager like a rag doll. I mean, she snapped the necks of bank managers. I mean, is the woman doing a bad thing? Or is she doing a service? Scott Gibson, that's terrible. Uh, Mrs. Shorten said his mouth started turning a bit blue and she performed rescue breaths as a stroke was the only thing that came to mind at that point. Oh, no, the fact that you fucking snapped his neck and killed him. There's a picture of here, man. She's a fuck. I wouldn't mess with her. She's fucking rough looking, man. She managed to get the entire bank manager to a chair before asking her receptionist to call an ambulance. When crews arrived, she wrongly told paramedics he'd suffered a possible stroke. I mean, the paramedics should be checking themselves, so there's questions there to be asked, because as we have read in the very first line of this, she's not a fucking doctor! A lot, a lot of people don't know, there's a, there's a big push to do in like first aid, everything that happened in the Euros, um, with Ericsson about, you know, everybody should know CPR, we should know like basic first aid. One of the things that they don't really stress, and they don't tell you, and you should know this, and I only know this from an old job, I worked in the indoor ski place in Glasgow years ago, right in Snow Zone. If some fucker turns up, and they tell you that they are a GP, or a doctor, or whatever, if they are more medically trained than you, they instantly have to take over. That's it. If they've addressed, if they've made themselves known as being a medical professional, they have to take over. That's the that's the law. It's how it legally works. 
that's how it was always good in Snow Zone. Because we had people in, we had a woman break her pelvis. The, the broken pelvis one was the best. Uh, the guy dislocate both his arms, right? Nope, that was just a bam. But the broken pelvis one, great. It's all the toffs that are in fucking skiing, all right? This woman came over a wee kicker, fell, bookend fracture. Her arse is where her fucking front should be. Pelvis broken to fuck what a state, right? Husband rocks in, daughter rocks in, all people ruin. This fucking friend of the family comes in, says that she's a GP, boom, we take a step back, fucking great, you deal with your pal, our arse is at our fanny, our fanny's at our arse, good luck. And then when the paramedics turned up, they turned up very quickly because, you know, we told them it's a fucking bookend fracture, she's in a hell of a mess. Uh, this fucker kicked in, I'm actually a general practitioner, and the paramedics are like, fuck off. But at the same time, if these paramedics turn up, they should be assessing it. They shouldn't be going by what fucking some woman's telling them who's not even a doctor. The committee heard she failed to mention using the drop technique. How is that How is that a technique? How is that a medical technique to put somebody on a bed and then violently drop them without telling them? Uh, I'm going to use the uh, the roller coaster method on you here, Mr. McGregor. What's that, Hen? I'm, I'm basically going to drop you very quickly uh, and snap your neck uh, and then see you for a stroke. This is terrible, man. Committee heard she failed to mention using the drop technique to the 999 operator. One paramedic said Mr. Lawler would have been immobilised if she had known it was a trauma incident. Uh, but, it dismissed it, but it dismissed his death as the entirely unforeseeable consequences of the treatment. Entirely unforeseeable consequences. The fucker goes in, she breaks his neck... Drops him at a rate of knots on a table, then he dies, but that was entirely unforeseeable. Shut up. Members said the vital misleading information given to call handlers and the paramedics was the result of an acute stress reaction by Mrs. Shulton. The committee concluded Mrs. Shulton was suffering from an acute stress react reaction at the time, that's a misprint, of this unprofessional behaviour and accordingly. That behaviour was not deliberate, but rather inadvertent. Shut up. Decision angered Mrs. Law's family with the widow saying she is devastated. Obviously. That woman should be in the fucking jail, man. The son, David, 57, an accountant. I mean, they sound like Tory cunts. He's a bank manager, son's an accountant. Says Mrs. Shulton told lies about her treatment and has, and has been, and had, and had she been honest, all the evidence suggests that the paramedics would have treated my father differently and probably would have lived. In October 2017, Mrs. Shaw was arrested in suspicion of manslaughter. Yes, but North Yorkshire Police. Rubbish. Uh, over Mr. Law's death, but released without charge. How, how, how in today's day and age can you snap a pensioner's neck and not be charged with manslaughter? The inquest in November 2019 held she had falsely advertised herself as doctor after earning a doctor of chiropractic degree in Canada, but under British rule, she should never have been calling herself Mrs. as in doctor. Know what I mean? That's, uh, that's pretty brutal, man. Pretty brutal. Poor fuckers grinning, I've got a terrible leg and what happened was we were sitting having a barbecue celebrating the Queen's bicentennial anniversary of the time that her and Prince Charles invaded a country in India and smoked some opium. 
And uh, we broke out to find China, you know, uh, Charles and uh, Camilla, because that's his one true love. Uh, that's slut Diana. We don't recognise her. People's princess. Not these people. No, 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 no. Camilla's the rightfully out of the throne. Charles and Camilla. You'll never find a greater couple than that. Um, other than Scott and Charlene from Neighbours, next down it, it's Camilla and Charles. A, the, a greatest love story ever told. And I was celebrating my 80th birthday. Uh, I had since retired from being a bank manager, uh, many years of refusing mortgages to young families, uh, eligible people, had taken its toll. Um, over the times, uh, just like the Shawshank, I had siphoned tens of millions off the top of various customers that come through the doors of Barclays, and the wife and I um, have enjoyed a, a happy, lavish life since my retirement. Now, we had Victoria Sponge, uh, egg crest sandwiches, uh, a lovely spread put on by my good wife. Uh, obviously, she's not made fuck all because uh, she can't cook, but she has uh, enjoyed the use of her new iPad, bought from the profits of the death of many people I've refused to bank load over the years. And she jumped on the Ocado. Uh, the Waitrose uh, delivery turned up and we set up the spread in the garden of the summer house. Not the main residence, you see. Uh, we, 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 we enjoy the garden of the summer retreat. Uh, again, paid for by the profits of my money in tearing and backstabbing buffoonery at the, uh, at the bank. <laughs> uh, lovely spread. There's some of the grandchildren were there. Friendly Sebastian and Franco. And I enjoyed a delicious spread. And I've sat down in my antique Charles and Camilla uh, deck chair that I got from my visit to the QE2 um, over in Belfast. And as I sat down, uh, sadly, I, I planted my arse uh, through the chair, breaking it, and I fell upon the ground. And I'm here today for you to uh, take a look at the leg. Uh, can I take off my shirt? Yes, I can. I don't know why you want to look at my neck. Oh, you've snapped my neck, you bitch. I'm dead. That should have been the, the detailed information given to <laughs> given to the committee. I just can't kind of believe it. She's still allowed to be a uh, to to treat people. I mean, you'd be, I, I, if I if I was going to go a chiropractor, I don't know how much research I'm doing, but now I'm fucking now I, I'm scared. This is the information you need to know. You know, are you going to go to see a chiropractor? Uh, the missus, today, went to a chiropractor. She got a pain in her foot. Referred to the chiropractist, went and basically told her she's got to tie her shoelaces. I mean, how do you need to go to fucking university for seven years for that? I don't know. But if if I was going to go to a chiropractor, I'd like to know, is this the guy who fucking cut somebody's foot off by mistake? Oh, yeah, that's me. Well, I'll cancel it. Got a real problem with my leg. Going to refer you to a chiropractor. Is that the same chiropractor that snaps pensioners' necks and then is still able to treat people? It is. Do you know what? I'll fucking watch a YouTube video. I'll date in the house. How she is able to continue on, uh, I don't know. But there she is. Working away. So if you're in York, or you are sent to York uh, by your GP, then I would, I would watch it for her. Another wonderful story from the people at the Metro. Well, what a paper, you know? What a paper. Right, team, we're, we're quickly approaching the end um, of this podcast. Once again, thank you to all you who subscribe. If you want to get extra content every single Sunday, 
uh, an extra episode goes out to the uh, the rascals on Patreon. It's the best way to support the show. You can sign up for as little as five dollars, four pound a month, a pound a week to get two episodes of great podcast. So do that. Um, God, the music's playing. We don't have long, right? Huge thank you, everybody who came out to East Kilbride uh, last week. An amazing gig. Brilliant to be back. Tour dates coming up. Cullerne, October 1st. Townhouse in Hamon, October 8th. The Bungalow in Paisley, October 10th. Tickets are moving for them, so get them quick. Go to the website, bigscottgibson.com. Buy your tickets. Come and see me live. I'm fucking brilliant. Join the Patreon. Grow the podcast army. Look after yourself. Stay safe. Wear sun cream. It's going to be hot. Pray for thunder. Wash your hands and your asshole. I'll see you in a battlefield soon. Onwards. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.